I have the Director of Recruitment, Retention, and Induction for Metro State University, Victor Cole. Thank you so much for joining us in Thank the you, studio today. Of course, of course. And I have mentioned kind of earlier, I've always been a fan, you know, Metro State. I know it's a great, right. you know, institution. I've had people graduate from there and work there. Um, so I'm excited about this. And I'm excited to learn more about the Urban Teacher program it's specifically at the metro state university school of urban education right correct so can you tell us about the urban teacher program so the school of urban ed at metro state has been around for a little over 20 years it was a legislative mandate since the, there was no teacher education program in a state university in the twin cities which is the concentration of bipoc people and immigrants and first gen mm-hmm. uh, across the state so Equity issue uh, arose 25 years ago in the legislature of Minnesota, decided that there should be a school of urban ed, a school of education, and what Metro State created was a school of urban ed, concentrated on sort of like the uniqueness and what is great about um, urban education, urban public education, and why we need more teachers from our urban um, schools, um, not from abroad or not from outside of the university, um, sort of the metro area. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the ongoing conversations, I think particularly in recent years, we talk about the barriers, right, mm-hmm. for, for getting, you know, for teachers of color. I even say just in, in Minnesota, too, right, not just in general, but specifically, you know, in Minnesota. What do you think, um, you know, is contributing to the shortage of teachers of color, American Indian teachers here in this state? Well, I think it's historical and mm-hmm. systemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, historically – there have not been a lot of teachers of color and American Indian teachers in Minnesota mm-hmm. um, for one reason or another. And, you know, access to public education, access to the public good, access to public funding, access to all those things have been not, have been denied uh, for decades, and if not centuries, uh, to people of color and American Indians, including um, public education, mm-hmm. including the ranks of teacher education. So that has been changing a lot in the past years, and most universities and, and colleges in the in Minnesota work to do that, um, reverse that. But Metro State really puts in a lot of effort, uh, raising funds from private donors, also working with the Minnesota Department of Education and the Minnesota Office of Higher Ed to um, create funding pathways for individuals who are going for their teacher licensure and degree, um, and also for full districts to grow your own. So we have partnered with many districts in the past several years to see who has done their sort of non-teaching, non-licensure ranks, but employees within the district mm-hmm. who also are members of the community within that district and to see if they wanted to get a degree in license. So there's been a lot of um, sort of shifting of monies to support districts in doing that. And so we've partnered with them and we, we have really strong partnerships with a few uh, currently and have in the past. You know, you, you kind of answered uh, my question, uh, you know, as far as kind of what are some of the the barriers, you know, um, for, for, for teachers of color, people mm. getting to the teaching field. It, it came to my mind, it was a meeting that I was in maybe a year or so ago and it was, you know, with educators and they were talking about basically what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Getting teachers and and why it's a, a struggle. And one thing that someone said is they're like for a lot of students of color, right? right. The school experience is not like a positive experience exactly. and we have to start there. I just kind of want to get your opinion, you know, on that as far as you think that is something that kind of creates that barrier. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the school experience from Pre-K through 12, if they make it through 12, um, mm-hmm. 
one thing that a lot of people don't like to talk about in Minnesota because we do so well in so many areas of education nationally, but we're also 50th in the nation for graduated African-American males on time. Mm. That's 50 out of 50 states. Mm. So, Mm. you know, Mm. that's indicative of a lot of things uh, and why Minnesota only has less than one half percent of African-American men who have a degree and a teaching license in the state of Minnesota. So one of the things that Metro State and the School of Urban Ed does is partner with community-based organizations such as the one I mentioned before, Black Men Teach Minnesota. Yes. Mm -hmm. We also partner with Jeremiah Programs and, you know, um, Carla over there and uh, uh, other community-based organizations that are working to support people's uh, career choices and uh, life choices to move forward and become economically independent Mm -hmm. and to um, seek a degree. And some of them want to become teachers, and they always have, but they've never seen themselves in that role because they've never seen themselves in that role. Right. 16 16 years of education, you've never seen anyone who looks like you Mm -hmm. in that role, Mm -hmm. so you don't see yourself in that role. Right, yeah. And we're trying to change that, and and one of the ways is, you know, Metro State School of Urban Ed, we have over 53% students of color and American Indian uh, students, uh, teacher candidates. Mm -hmm. And so one of the requisites for licensure for us recommendation to the state is that they're doing well over 200 hours of field experiences in the schools so students are you know young young people are seeing college students who look like them that are in this role of teacher before they student teach and student teaching in minnesota is anywhere between 10 and 16 weeks depending on your licensure and it's completely unpaid which becomes yeah. another barrier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge barrier. Mm-hmm. You know, who can work 16 weeks? Who can work 10 weeks without a salary? 7.45 a.m. to 2.15, yep. 3.15, and then all night doing the prep work and mm-hmm. the grading of papers and meeting with parents and, you know, follow-up calls with social workers and counselors. You know, who can do that? Right. So a lot of the Grow Your Own programs in the districts and that are partnering with Metro State School of Urban Ed, you know, they're they're providing, you know, anywhere between five and seventy five hundred five thousand seventy five hundred dollars scholarships for those weeks that they're student teaching to offset the the loss of income that you have to take because schools are open in the morning, right? Right. No, you you just reminded me um, of of something that actually kept me from going through a program. Yeah. Because it was the exact same thing of, so I'm going to do, how am I going to make a living and survive of, like you said, I'm going to have to do all this unpaid work, all these, and then do the work for the actual course that I have to do. How am I going to fit that in? That's what made me not pursue it. Um, And and right, and it's unfortunate because, you know, I had a lot of people, you should be a teacher, you should be a teacher. I was still able to work in the school system, but that was the thing because I was like, I'm not going to be able to do that. How am I going to be able to afford uh, the bills? Now, if I, you know, you can email me and I'll I'll help you. (laughs) Okay. Well, are you talking about in general affording bills? Because I'll email you just some random phone bills. Whatever well, you, you know, one of, one of the scholarship <laughs> funds that we have from a private donor uh, that the president of the university secured with our um, support is uh, a relief fund, it's an emergency relief fund. So we do have, you know, students, okay. life gets in the way of living sometimes, right? Right, and yeah. So a car mm-hmm. gets break, breaks down or a phone bill needs to be paid. And we have funds for students. We have up to $1,400 grants a year for students who, who show uh, need and uh, an emergency. Like if, mm-hmm. if it's a difference between a, paying a phone bill and, and taking a course, we'll pay their phone bill. Right. On these funds. And this is this is not public fund. This, these are monies that were donated specifically to help emergencies. 
So where so do people, people know. not to cut you off, sorry. No, no. Um, where do people go then to get information on the program yeah. it, itself? So you can go to metrostate.edu, the website, and you can do a search for urban education. You can do Metro State Urban Ed, metrostate.urban, you know, you know do, do a search. And you can also just email me urban.education at metrostate.edu. And um, I'm one of the four people that look at those emails and we respond to those pretty quickly. Um, also, you can just directly email me at victor.cole at metrostate.edu, and I'll respond to that. And now's the time. And as I mentioned mm-hmm, earlier, October, mm-hmm. Metro State decided that in October there's no application fee. So if you're just considering, you can apply for free, submit the documents, and um, you know if you um, are admitted, you, know, you can talk to an advisor and see what you want to take, one course, two course non-matriculated, maybe not choose a major right now. I'm, you know, I'm here to talk about School of Urban Ed, but if you want to go to college, you know, you can email me. I'll point you in the right direction. Well, y'all heard it here first. So <laughs> thank you so much, Victor, for coming Thanks in um, to the studio and, and hanging out with me this morning. Um, and I just might email you one of my bills. You said email you. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and get into our engines and ingenuities. Miss Margaret live on your Jazz 88 morning show.